Let's now move over to the Soweto Derby because Kaiser Chiefs needs to be stopped. Yep, you heard me right. Kaiser Chiefs needs to be stopped. And that's the words. They're not mine. They come from Orlando Pirates head coach, Orlando Mokwena, as he looks forward to round two of the Soweto Derby at the FNB Stadium tomorrow afternoon. Chiefs are seven points clear at the top of the Absa Premiership standings. And they win against Pirates tomorrow. Could see them. 15 points clear of Orlando Pirates, who are currently 7th on the log. And after losing to Amakosi in the Telkom knockout quarterfinals on penalties last weekend, Mokwena says that nothing should actually give tomorrow afternoon. Well, it's another game, one of the 30 matches that uh, we've got to play. They, they, they're playing well, they've got uh, a very good uh, formation going. Uh, they've got a very good environment going for them where they, they can change players uh, and still maintain consistency. Uh, they've got a, an environment where they can throw in youngsters like uh, Blom and TNT and Nobo and uh, still maintain consistency. So, um, yeah, like you say, uh, on the bigger scheme of things, it's another one of the matches that we've got to play. Uh, but we know that um, we, are, we are going for 19 more games. Uh, and uh, to steal words from one of the coaches that played Chiefs, you don't have to win against Kaiser Chiefs to win the league. But it's important that uh, uh, they don't get too far ahead because obviously in this moment in time, the reality is they 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 are in the driver's seat and uh, uh, they are in a very good position. But the league championship was never won in November. My sleepless nights are on analysis I, and and probably over analysis. You know, I I take too much time on on analysing our own team and making sure that uh, we find strengths and the things that we've done right to, to continue to improve on those. But they've got more than just that uh, uh, Manyama. Manyama is an important player of, uh, of uh, now the 17 goals that they've scored. Manyama has contributed to six of those, more than Castro, more than Nokovic, and more than, uh, more than uh, uh, Kama Biliat. Uh, Zuma is important. He played yesterday. He played in the derby and made a big difference. Uh, but, but you know that you're going to have to deal with shots because... Uh, the people that shoot more than anyone else is is Kama on 25 shots in the last couple of games uh, and Nurkovic with about around 26 shots. So those are the ones that you've got to look out for with regards to shooting and trying to get goals. But you've also got to deal with the aerial presence of, uh, of uh, Castro, the aerial presence of uh, Nurkovic because that's also uh, something that you've got to manage during 90 minutes. As much as they've had five clean sheets, which is very good, the reality also is uh, Agpe is, is uh, ranked as one of the, the top goalkeepers with regards to super saves uh, in matches with 14 super saves in, in Kaiser Chiefs colours. So, uh, that is the reality. Uh, the reality is the the defense is 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 standard. You know who will play. You know uh, uh, if it's not Blom, then uh, it's Frosla. If uh, and then you know. Uh, yesterday they gave Gazan an opportunity, but uh, normally it's a Mato Cardoso uh, central partnership, and uh, and uh, Sasman at the on the left. So. So you know, you know what you expect from that. Uh, you know key things that uh, they do, uh, and uh, from the goals that they've conceded, you know more or less where they come from. And uh, uh, a lot of errors are made by even specific individuals, which we know. 
but but uh, we we keep we keep those things close to our chest and and, and make sure that uh, we prepare for those patterns because uh, obviously in football it's about uh, repeating certain uh, patterns of play to make sure that uh, uh, you induce certain behavioral traits that that will come out from individuals and as soon as that happens then you you know you you've got a chance to to put the ball into the back of the net that was the coach of Orlando Pirates there, Orlando Mokwena, talking about preparation for this match tomorrow. Sleepless nights there caused by analysis and analysis and analysis. Now, all roads lead to the south of Johannesburg tomorrow as one of the continent's mouth-watering, edge-chair-sitting and debatable clashes. So where to dive actually takes place. And yep, the appeal has been that the fans... Can they please, please arrive at the stadium a tad bit early, you know, to prevent a delay of the start of the match? And of course, while many see Kaiser Chiefs as favourites, given their great form of late, one can never take the Buccaneers lightly, especially looking at how Amakosia failed to beat the Bucs in ordinary time in their last 13 league matches. Now, Chiefs' barren run against their rivals is the longest for either side in almost 50 years of South Africa's biggest contest. And uh, we are all actually waiting with bated breath to see how the true traditional foes will do. And joining us on the line, it is uh, Tiso Blackstar senior sports journalist Mark Stradom. Mark, good evening and welcome <laughs> to the show. Hey, Lela. Long time. Thanks for having me. Hello, listeners. Uh, yeah, I was enjoying listening to the intro. Yeah, it's no. an exciting weekend. It's going to be an exciting <laughs> weekend. Yeah, it's been a, a very long time, Mark. And I mean, just looking yes. at the excitement building, there was round one last week, and now this is round two. Your analysis yeah. in terms of what do you think is going to happen on the field of play tomorrow? Okay, yeah. Um, I have a few suspicions, but it's so hard to tell. Um I mean, from what we saw last week, Lelo, uh, what a game. Really enjoyed it. One of the best derbies for a long time. Um, and I think these teams are going to keep going at each other a little a bit. Um, I, I, I think the contrasting styles of the two teams, um, um, and I don't think one is defensive and one is attacking. Maybe Chiefs are a bit more defensive, but 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 uh, but it's more that they have a different sort of very direct attack. They use that ball so quickly that, you know, they... They basically have now got this tenaciousness in their play, mm. and they get that ball and then they use it. And then Pirates, maybe a bit more of a build-up game, more, a bit more skillful, a uh, bit more of a patient build-up, but they're also direct, uh, maybe not quite as aggressive on the ball, which rattled them last week. And I thought those contrasting styles really made for an amazing final, um, sorry, quarterfinal last weekend in the TKO. And it did feel like a final. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it did, of course, because it's, it's a derby. Um but I do wonder if it might be a bit more, uh, you know, there's something about maybe the atmosphere in Durban and Moses Mabida and possibly FNB is a bit more of a cauldron. It's, you know, nothing can match FNB in South Africa as, a, as, a, as any kind of sporting venue, uh, you know, the World Cup final venue. But maybe that cauldron puts a bit of pressure on players. Um, so I wonder if it might be a little bit more circumspect. It's not a cup game. It's a, it's a league game. Teams can settle for a draw. So maybe it might be a little bit more circumspect, but I don't know. I think the contrasting styles and, you know, the coaches also needling at each other a bit in, in the past week since, uh, since the first derby. Uh, but a needle in the game. So I think it'll be, it, I think it'll be a good game.
And then, I mean, you're talking about the fact that these two teams, by the looks of things, now they are now going at each other. It, it, it will probably make for, um, you know, better watching for the spectators because in the past couple of years, it, it, both teams were accused of not wanting to lose whenever they go into a derby match and uh, being mm. too overly uh, careful. But this time, I mean, we saw in the last week where basically, I mean, uh, four goals scored before the match went into penalties. That does actually make for something uh, to, to look forward to in this match to say who will actually go in there and come out tops if there is a winner. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, of course, the cup game, you know, there has to be a winner on the day. So, in a league game, teams can be a bit more cautious. Um, you know, I, I would say, um, I would say, if anything, Pirates need to win a bit more, and, and particularly maybe Rolani McQuena. I don't think he sees it that way. I think he's kind of, uh, he, he doesn't see any particular one game as needing a win. He doesn't look at it as relieving pressure. He looks at it as the game model that the team is playing, and if you, and he, he's, he's he's disappointed that that game model hasn't been getting results. And I think Pirates are playing fairly decent football, actually. Um, when you consider, take all things considered, the bombshell departure of Micho and and things like that, um, and it's just not quite clicking somewhere. Mm. I don't think the football is terrible, but there's something somewhere that's just not clicking. A lot of it is goal scoring, but um, but they've got a great goal scorer in Mabasa. Yeah. Um, so, but so, but maybe from if anyone does need it a bit more, maybe Pirates do to relieve a bit of the pressure on the coach because he he hasn't had a great week and it's been difficult for him since he has taken over from Micho. And then when you consider he lost on penalties last week, um, even though it was a great, really exciting derby, some great football from both teams. And actually, Pirates, a lot of the game, playing with 10 men, really, really took the game to Chiefs, who were more the favourites. Um, and then drawing at home against Maritzburg, dropping more points, it does put a bit of pressure on, I think. Um, and we know the Soweto derby can be make or break for coaches. Mm. So, you know, Chiefs have got their win, whether it was on penalties or not. <laughs> and certainly top of the log, Chiefs are, you know, you don't see much pressure on Middendorf. So, I mean, we talk too much about pressure on coaches and that kind of thing, but the fact is, there probably is a bit on Rulani. So maybe Pirates need it a bit more. Maybe they'll, that might open the game up as well. They might really go for the win. And, and I don't see, you know, Rulani McQueen, I don't see him as a, uh, accepting a draw kind of coach. I think he kind of goes for it in his matches, and we've seen that so far. Um, so I don't see Pirates sort of accepting a draw for Chiefs. They'd probably be happy with their week if they came out with a penalties win in the quarterfinal against the uh, Pirates. Uh-huh. Uh, playing with a second strength, strength team um, in PE in midweek and getting a 2-0 win and staying to- and extending their lead to seven points in, in the league and then a draw against Pirates. So maybe Chiefs might be a little happier to accept a draw. It'll be interesting to see those dynamics, I think, tomorrow. And I mean, you touched a bit about Coach Rulani Mokwena there, talking about the fact that he actually, of the two coaches, he's the one who needs this win a tad bit more. And of course, uh, his approach, he wouldn't want a draw. And uh, however, I mean, things have not been going well for him since the departure of Mitch and since he actually took over the Buccaneers. A, a, a direct question here. Mm. The boots that have been <laughs> left by Coach Mitch, are they a tad and a size bit too big for Coach Rulani Mokwena? I sure. Yeah, no, that is a direct question. <laughs> I think. Um, I think. I think it's for me. It's more that Orlando Pirates are are actually just it's, it's the size of the club. Mm. Um, 
which is not to say that Rulani, look, he is incredibly young. 32 is, is insanely young. We all know that. I mean, most people are still playing football at that age. They're certainly not head coaching and then definitely not head coaching Pirates. Yeah, the, I mean, the, the seen, captain of Pirates is 32 as well. They're yeah. literally peers. I mean, in the modern age, we haven't seen... Yeah, exactly. He's younger than some of his players. Um, so, I mean, in the modern age, we haven't seen a coach that young, of a, especially not of, uh, not of any PSL club, but especially not a club like Pirates. Um, and it is a massive job. I do think um, it, it was incredibly difficult the way Micho left, the circumstances of it suddenly just like just touching the next flight of the country. You know, there was a police case against him, um, all sorts of uh, allegations swirling there. And suddenly, in, within uh, three days or two days, joining Zamalek in Egypt, hmm. I think the bottom fell out of pirate season. And I think anyone would have struggled. For someone who's a young coach, as much as Rulani Mukwena has amazing credentials, and is such a coaching protege. I mean, for your first assignment to have to take over, you don't even get a preseason. Okay, he was there. Mm-hmm. He was the assistant. He's been there with Micho, and he knows the team, and he, he knew how it was playing. But any new coach actually wants to has his own ideas and a different way of things that he he will he wants to do things. Um, okay, so <laughs> the question is, were Micho's boots too big? I don't think so necessarily. I think the two worked well together. I think. Um, Micho didn't win a trophy. Let's let's actually be honest about that. Uh-huh. As much as he did make Pirates competitive again and very competitive, um, I think it's really the environment that is it's very intimidating and the situation, which are which are very difficult. And yeah, I'd love to see, <laughs> um, not to favour any team, but uh, it would be a huge result for Elani. As much as he kind of doesn't really admit that from game to game and see one game is different to the other. Yeah, and he really more prepares his team tactically and really would, would, would hope that the game model would come through for him. Um, he might not admit it to, even to himself, but it certainly would be a huge pressure-relieving thing in the stands with the fans and the confidence he would gain. Getting a Soweto Derby win, um, you know, it would bring some relief, but like he says, the next game, the pressure's straight back on. I mean, Pirates are down in seventh place. Yeah. You know, there, there's, there's no easy games for them at the moment. I think I'd love to see Rulani get the win and get a bit more time, buy himself a bit more time, and not to say that if he doesn't get the win, he won't have time. Uh-huh. Um, but buy himself some time and some breathing space and some confidence from management and the fans and just to maybe gain a little bit of confidence himself because I think he has a huge potential as a coach. I think we all know that. We are talking to Mark Stradom, Tiso Blackstar, senior sports journalist right here on Hashtag MSW. And we're going to continue this conversation after the news. Right now, it is 7 o'clock. It seems like we do have a technical error there when it comes to our news. Apologies on that. Let's continue the conversation with Mark Stradom right here on uh, Metro FM as well. That's the Radio 2000 on audio streaming. And the number to call, you can join in the conversation, 089-110-3377 and 089-110-2000 with your voice note. There, 060-584-2250. Now, Mark, uh, just looking at now the opposite bench, Kaiser Chiefs, mm. I mean, they are having a season of their lives at the moment, having yeah. been at the top of the log for quite some time now. And it mm. seems like they are actually a stronger team and a more competitive team compared to other years under the guidance of coach Ernest Middendorp. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um yeah, look, it, it's, uh, you know, when it was kind of five, six matches, uh, everyone was going, uh, yeah, I mean, can they keep it up? Now that it's 10 matches, it's also, 
Um, it's also a bit of a run to, you know, getting to the semifinals of, of the Telcom. Um, you know, they obviously didn't play in the MTN8, and that, that gave them a nice bit of breathing space, not having too many matches at the beginning of the season. Mm. Um, but that sort of, yeah, I mean, talking to the coach, talking to the players, that sort of head of steam that they're building up. Um, and it's not just that. It's things like, you know, the fact that they've gone five games without conceding a goal. It's things like Daniel Ekpe's form, uh, filling in for Itumalen Kune, really, actually really rising to the occasion. You know, Nigeria's number one keeper mm-hmm. and coming in and, and showing what a, what a good international keeper he is. We, we've known him. He can be a bit shaky, but on, on occasion when he was a chipper, but I think he's really growing into this role he's doing at Chiefs. Um, it's the really compact football. It's the awkward game plan, what Peter Mosimani calls awkward, a very awkward game plan from Mundo. Um, and that, that sort of get confidence that has grown game by game, you know, from a team that hasn't changed a huge amount from the, from the squad that finished ninth last season and, and that went a fourth season without a trophy and whose confidence was on a low. You know, I think confidence is a massive thing. Um, I think also, um, yeah, I mean, they're on a roll and then you just see sort of, you know, the, the, the very, very compact and very structured football, which makes them so hard to play, and then that very direct football when they get the ball. Mm. You know, ball retention might be not be the biggest thing for them, but they do use the ball very well on occasion, you know, when, when they really <laughs> get forward very quickly, and they've got good forwards like Kamabilia. They've got Nurkovic, who's on form. Um, and, yeah, and I think uh, who scored two goals against Sundowns. Um, and, yeah, just a very, very difficult team to play. And a bit of a head of steam, um, and kind of made in the image of their coach, a bit of an awkward guy, <laughs> maybe. And he's not necessarily someone who wants to be liked. Mm. Um, necessarily, we can see that by sometimes by the statements that he makes. Yep. But um, but uh, but Mindorp, Look, I, I I know I interviewed Mindorp, um quite recently, and he he admitted like he he knows he's not the beloved beloved guy he knows there's the more beloved there's the legends of the game there's that kind of thing uh-huh. um but he puts his head down and he does his job and he he wants his results to do the speaking um it's a real revival for Ernst, you know um to, to <laughs> no one really saw him coming back to chiefs it wasn't something people saw and it's a really interesting story having really really survived by the skin of his teeth with with the you know by losing the the Ned Bank final against the first division team last season. Yeah. By finishing ninth, he, he, he really had to argue his, for his job. And it's a really interesting story. Still, it's very early in the season. And, this, you know, I think this is important. But, uh, you know, what, what we can see from Chiefs fans is a growing confidence in this team without wanting to get carried away because they know it's still very early. Um, the football might not be the prettiest, but after such a long time, the longest in Chiefs uh, history, Without a trophy, four seasons, they, they, at the moment, they'll take the results, and, and the results are coming. Now, you know, whenever Chiefs uh, have a press conference, be it the coach, be it Titumelenkun, and be it the other players, it seems like there is, um, how may I put it? Let me put it loosely and say an obsession about clean sheets. Now, going into this Soweto <laughs> derby, and yeah. talking about clean sheets, could it be a virtue or a vice, seeing that they love having these clean sheets at the end of the match and constantly talking about them and constantly obsessing about them, could that actually help or hinder their cause? Because, yes, they do want to go win, but now when they talk about clean sheets and let's say Pirates does score, <laughs> could that put them off balance psychologically? 
Yeah, possibly. Um, I think that's where, and where, where what Kamabiliat was saying this week is that, you know, this is what uh, actually why Chiefs are winning games. It's basically the fact that they are so defensively difficult to break down. And, you know, that doesn't mean that they're going out and drawing every game. It just means that they're giving themselves, by keeping that clean sheet, they're actually giving themselves, if they can score a goal or two goals, then they get a win. Mm. And, and this is what's been happening for them. So I think it is based around, um, and I don't think they're a defensive team, I think, like I said, but, you know, they, they use the ball quickly and they get forward really very directly. But um, definitely that structure and the fact that they have been keeping those clean sheets is what allows them to convert a lot of those results into wins. And the fact that they've got really good forwards um, also helps them convert that into wins. But, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, the, I don't think, think for them, mentally, they should be <laughs> looking to go into this game to preserve that clean sheet record. I mean, they should be looking for the results, of course. And uh, I would imagine that's what they would do. Yeah. And, I mean, Orlando Pirates going into this match without their captain, Happy Jele, how much of a knock will that be on them? Yeah, and of course, Jelly and also the right back, them took as easy do there. Uh, two red cards. Yeah, for me, Lolo, that kind of indicates two things. When you're picking up red cards, it's a bit of an indication um, that the team is struggling a little. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, when you pick up two and two matches, it's, it's, it's a little bit of an indication. We're, I mean, that's no secret. We know Pirates are struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, yeah, look, um, Pirates have improved defensively. Um, from that period where they went eight, three games with, and conceded eight goals, uh, culminating in a, a 3-3 draw against uh, Cape Town City. Um, they went to the FIFA break, and, and uh, Rilani basically said, you know, they used that FIFA break to, to try to get a better balance in the team between offense, uh, attack and defense. And I think they have done that. Um, so it's a, Rilani's really making a point that... that Pirates have at least uh, stabilized. You know, the results might not be flowing, but they, st- they stemmed that flow of goals. Um, a lot of those sort of games have been against Stellenbosch, against Maritzburg. Um, Highlands Park is not an easy game away, but um, not necessarily the hardest game to keep a clean sheet. So I, th- I think, um, <laughs> yeah, it's a big test. I think tomorrow's a big test when, when they're missing Dewe. Of course, they've got a few good right-backs to come in, like Abel Mabaso. But definitely missing Jelly, who's been, I think, a, a stable figure for them at the back. And the captain, of course. And in Bengani, who I would imagine would come in. Um, his last game he played, he basically gave the ball away. I think it was to Iqbal Reiners, yeah. um to concede the defeat against Stellenbosch. Um, I think in Bengani, they will have to come in and it's a derby and you would imagine he'll raise his game. He but would want to this raise is, his game because yeah. hey, yeah, yeah, that, was, that was a howler. Yes, no, exactly. And, and then to come into a derby of that. But I would imagine, you know, when you come into a derby, you, you, I think your focus improves. Um, and you'll have a lot to prove. Um, I think this is a big test now of this new balance that Rilani says he's got in his team. When he, when he loses a few top players against an attack like Chiefs. Um, but I mean, he makes the point that their defensive pattern actually starts from the front. And, you know, like all coaches say, but I think that's really true with Pirates. Um, they, they absolutely, when they lose the ball, um, pressurise from the front. So it'll be interesting to see how that pattern holds up. 
All right. We are talking to Mark Stradom, Diso Blackstar, senior sports journalist. We're talking about the Soweto Derby. And after the break, we're going to wrap up with him. And then it's going to be your turn to actually phone in and give us your views and even your predictions about the Soweto Derby tomorrow. 89 110 and 89 110 Voice notes 60 Hashtag MSW. Hi, hi, Metro FM. I'm so mad Support a parade. If you roll on a faga, chabala, lamfaga, no nyawza, two quarter fagum pegile, we left back a fage o maela, a susuini, a fage o nyata, manfagan open motuari. Spimebe, la fage mulenga, fagan o shonga. Paris and I win a lucky. We're not scared of Kaza. So there's no one who can destroy Paris there. Good evening to you, Lelo Mzago and the MSW team. Lelo, in tomorrow's encounter between Kaza Chiefs and Orlando Pirates, I just wish nothing but the best of luck. Hi, Metro family. This is Wilson Ngoveni from Begasport. We don't want to see the clean sheet. We want goals, guys. We're driving four hours to the stadium. We want action. Bye-bye. Hey, Mzaku. Good evening to you, brother. In tomorrow's encounter between Orlando Pirates and Kaiser Chiefs, I just wish nothing but the best of luck for Orlando Pirates to go home with three points. Thank you, Lilo. Mbazo Yen Kadana. Good evening, everybody. Let's not forget that attack is the biggest form of of defense. That's what Chiefs has been so good at. Not to take away anything from the defense or the midfield that's happening there, but at this moment, they've got a good thing going on in attack. And even if, you know, they're the, the attacking midfield, they, you know, in the likes of Manyama and, you know, and so forth, they, they are gelling in well and the distribution is also good. So that has helped them big time and big deal to get all the clean sheets. And watch the space. They are still going to go on like that until there comes a team that will be able to put a defensive line, you know, good enough to stop them, you know, bombard them, to stop them push in as they are doing now. They won't be the unstoppable. Uh, good evening, Mzato. Mzato, good evening on MSW. Kukrotman uh, Preserve from Pretoria. Uh, Lelo, I just want to share something here, yeah, my brother. Uh, I'm a Paganier for life. I guess buys are chips. I guess buys are chips. Chips. Tomorrow, I'm going to have chips for lunch i'm going to have chips for lunch up the bags get the chips i get chips tomorrow get three three yeah three zero three one lucky cheers Oh, Hurtman Fraser can tell the weekend has begun there. Talking about uh, chips.
and he says that the Buccaneers are going to win 3 0. Another voice note attack is the best form of defense. And of course, they don't want clean sheets, they want goals. That's what uh, Wilson Gobeni said in the voice notes. Keep them coming. Let's go to the phones now where we've got Tulani from Guamashu. Tulani. I'm great, thanks. Can't complain, boy. Nyegeng Paul and I, let's go. Yeah, let me tell you why Chiefs won't be Paris tomorrow. Chiefs um, uh, is very bad with uh, ball retention, and their passing game is very poor. So what they normally do when they play against Pirates, like they did last week, is to sit back and wait for Pirates to feel from the back and play the passing game. The moment they intercept the ball, mm. then they throw it on the wing. They throw it forward to either Nukovic, and Castro will come, will hold, and then Castro will come and uh, um, attack. Or they'll throw it to Kama to, to run uh, the defenders. So by doing that, uh, they're playing the, they playing the counter game. So they will never win with that because if Rulani plans around that, they mm. will know that um, in order to stop Chiefs from going forward, mm. they need to keep the full back at the back and let the wingers be the ones that attack, assisted by the midfielders. Because once you do that to Chiefs, even if they throw the ball to either Billiard or Nukovic, the, 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 the whole line of defense for defenders will always be the Pirates, and they won't be able to penetrate uh, Pirates uh, per se. And you'll remember last week, Chiefs only started playing the game, and they got their first goal after Pirates were reduced to 10 men, after the red card was given to Dube. Mm. Then that's when they put pressure. But all along, before then, uh, let's say, for the, for the whole of uh, um, the first half, Pirates were the ones that were sitting on Chiefs half, on Chiefs half and attacking them. So if they're going to bring the same strategy to, 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 to try and um, demolish Pirates, I don't think it's going to work. Uh, I don't think, even if uh, we don't have our experienced defenders like Jelle and also uh, Dubezwen. Yeah. But if Rulani can put um, experienced um, defender like, um, what is his name, Asavela um, Begile on the right, mm-hmm. And then put my leg, uh, what's his name, Mayela, and defend centrally with Nyawuza. Um, then keep Marco on the left. Then I'm telling you, Chiefs won't be able to penetrate Paris. And we will be with uh, 10 men tomorrow. All right. That is Tulani there from Guamashu giving his analysis. Let's now go for another quick break. And then after that, we see that there's Tloli from East London on the phones. And you can keep your voice notes coming as well. Mark Stratum is also still with us right here on Hashtag MSW. Hashtag MSW. Uh, hi, everyone. I am Metro FM. Uh, this is Vuyo from Pretoria, and uh, I'm a Buck supporter. But uh, on this match, I don't see Buck uh, going through. And I think this is the last chance that we gave him Rulani Mukwena. After this game, Rulani, no, man, you're going. This time, eh, eh, you're going. It's better Penny come, then when are you going to be assistant? Hi, <laughs> Mr. Lelo. Julian from East London here. Yeah. I'm a Kaiser, big Kaiser Chiefs fan. Oh, I, I think those guys are going to come out for a draw and that won't put pressure on Kaiser Chiefs. But I'm telling you, if it's going to be a win, it's going to come from my team, Kaiser Chiefs. I'm a course for life. All I know is Rulani Mugwena is going to resign tomorrow. Zuma, Zuma, Zuma. Oh, Amakos, Abafana Bokturano, Kong. 
Nikuluma no pekseso king sesem zimkul. Aungiti makosi bafana buktu anu tolo batandeni bonka bandu. Koto anibate bonka bandu. Yakali ndugu sasa. Asiba shaisi ya batofun. Asiba shaisi ya batofun. Asiba shaisi ya batofun. Maguze one by one bangezi bonki. One at a time. Kya bonka mina sesem zimkul. Good evening lelo msechi um, in paramisa. Uh, Sundowns fan, but uh, this time I'm going for Pirates. Uh, please, Paganya, do us a favor. We want to close that gap now. Uh, yeah, I hope it's gonna be one of those dubbies that we we enjoy. Thanks. Morning, Lelo and the listeners. Hey, Pirate guys, they don't understand. Man. They have to understand that Chiefs will always beat them. Tomorrow, we're going to prove them again that it wasn't a mistake. We're going to do it again. Lungana from Devon. Thank you. Thank you so much for the voice notes. Wow, strong words coming through there. Radia saying that Rulani will resign tomorrow. Wow, I want to see this. With Vuya from PTA. Pretoria saying that Bucks won't win. It's the last chance for Rulani. And he's already earmarking Benny McCarthy to come over to Orlando Pirates and take over the coaching reins there. What is your take? 089-110-2000, Let's go to the phone lines in East London. We find Koli. Koli, good evening. It's the East London's finest in the station's most loyal. How are you? I'm good, sir. How are you doing? I am splendid, thank you. Um, listen, um, I'm, I'm afraid that there will be people tomorrow by 5 p.m. whose, whose entire bodies will be in utter shock. Uh, whose entire whose entire heart will be in wheelchairs, um, paralyzed with grief, hmm. uh, because um, what Paris has in terms of the players in attack, I can sense that all oh, tomorrow is going to play a four-one-three-two system, a very offensive system with only a Ben Mutsari sitting with both the full backs, the wing backs that is, are attacking the width of the, of the field from corner to corner, and the midfielders. Uh, launching a skating attack, attack against four um, centre-backs of case chips. Um, I'm saying that simply because um, Paris is the best team when it comes to positional football. And this game is not a grudge match or a, re- a revenge match for us because we didn't lose to case chips the last time we played them. And Moses might be the stadium, we, 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 they only won, but we didn't lose to them. So um, tomorrow is, is, is going to be one of those as Paris supporters which you are accustomed to. Um, a win, a convincing win, two by two goals. Imagine, um, yeah, a confident one too. All right, sounding quite confident there. Thank you so much, Tolly, uh, out in East London. There talking about that. Chiefs didn't win against Wild Pass. Didn't lose to Chiefs. It was just a penalty shootout. Mark, just to, mm. you know, in in closing, looking at these two sides, uh, the players that look like they're the ones who can actually get in there, get the goals for either side. Your view as an analysis? Yeah, uh, Lelo, yeah, first of all, I'm just enjoying the trips and I'm enjoying the trips you're playing of some of the legends and I'm enjoying the fans' views and the, the passion that goes around this game. And it, we, we forget how the country comes to a standstill. You know, as journalists, we cover so many derbies and we maybe get a bit jaded when we get to the stadium. It's a flip on <laughs> Oh, it sounds like I'm losing you there, Mark. Can you maybe just uh, turn around? Uh, no, I think maybe your hand might be covering the, the, the handset there. 
Can you hear me? Now I can hear you nice and uh, clear. Sorry, yeah, just enjoying the passion there, Lelo. It's amazing. Um, players who can win it. Yeah, absolutely. Mirkovic is on form. Um, Conor Billiard got a bit marked in the first game, but um, if he can slip free, we, we always know. I, I actually think Castro is due a goal or two. Um, on the Pirate side, we know Lodge is a match winner. I think Shonga is due a goal or two. He, he, he pulls the string so well, but he, you know, he just doesn't always bang them in. I think he's maybe due a goal. Um, actually, Manyama as well. We must remember how Rolani has identified Manyama as such a danger player. He's been scoring more goals, actually, than the Chiefs forward. Yeah. He sees a lot more of the ball now that he's in central midfield. Um, and actually, Makaringa, who scored a goal for Pirates in the first leg, um, been on form, one of the consistent players for them. Um, yeah, for me, those are the kind of, yeah, I would say that's the standout players for me at the moment. Um, and Vincent Pule been a bit quiet, but um, we know he's really capable of things as well for Pirates. Yeah, I think those are the kind of match winners he'd be looking at. Mm-hmm. And Kamabile see making a statement then the media saying that he will not be, well, too selfish. He says that uh, he does not want to draw too much attention to himself by setting personal targets. But I mean, at the end of the day, when you score, then the team wins. If uh, the, you know, the chances are there and it's a sitter, why not take it? Yeah, and another thing about Kama is uh, what we've seen. He's, you know, at first we got the impression he, you know, he was on the bench a bit, and we didn't. He wasn't quite gelling with, with Mindendorp. Um, we don't. We hear rumours about Orfield, and we've heard the the sort of the, the word that goes round, about Orfield things. But actually, what what you also saw on the field, he wasn't quite getting what Mindendorp wanted from him. Not a player who tracks back. You know, he's been asked really a lot in his career to track back. You're now seeing a player like. Uh, You've seen the, the luxury kind of players like Castro and, and, and uh, Billiard tracking back and doing a lot of defending and fighting for the ball. You know, and that's one thing about Chiefs that I've been impressed with is they, they, the way they fight in 50-50s. Um, it makes, that's one of the things that also makes them so hard to play. And you've got Billiard seeing that as well. That's also a bit of an unselfishness on his part that he's now sacrificing a bit of that attacking element to really get stuck in. It's, it's working in terms of what we've seen. Um, and, and, of course, he's got that flair. And, yeah, it's interesting that he says he'll be a bit unselfish on the ball. I don't know. I think a good striker is a bit selfish. But, uh-huh. uh, yeah, I mean, he's set up a few for Castro lately with, you know, the the, the, the rebounds off the post. So, I mean, he's a great player. What a, what a good player to have in the PSL. Well, Mark, thank you so much for chatting to us uh, this evening on MSW. And until uh, we meet again, Mark Stradom, Diesel Black Star Senior Journalist, there talking to us ahead of the Soweto Derby. Much anticipated. For myself, Lelomzata, I can give you my score prediction right now. And it's simple and it's true. The team that's going to win tomorrow is the one that scores the most goals. Good night.